Welcome back to the Security Asia podcast. My name is Ron Efron. I'm here today with my colleague, Liu Loa, also known as Loa Peitsi, who is based in Beijing. Today, we'll be talking about the new PIPL law in China, also known as the Personal Information Protection Law, which is like the local China data privacy law, which is a growing trend around the world. This is a new law, and there is relevance to how we manage security systems in China. This is an important trend for security directors and security managers to be aware of and how this may impact how they safeguard data and manage their security systems in China and in connection to their headquarters, possibly in other countries. There is a related law called the cybersecurity law that's also starting to have an impact that we're seeing in the news. So, Leo, welcome back to the show. Um, I understand that this is an ongoing topic and we're seeing more and more um, issues about this in the news. Totally. So maybe we just give a recap really quickly. What is this law about? And just to remind everybody, we we have done casts in the past with um, with a lawyer that went deep into the details of this law. Today we're going to try to focus on what we're seeing so far in the market with our customers um, on the news here in China that's related to this law. I think that mainly this law is about、um, protecting people's personal information. If you ever use a app on your iPhone, or if you ever leave your bio information into a, any database,、uh, the law protect that. Whoever have access to those data need to be liable, need to compliance, need to be be ready to protect those information. Those information cannot be abused, cannot be shared to untrusted、uh, parties. Right. Yes, that is correct. And one of the relevance, one of the ma- big points here in terms of security is not just the data that we that companies will、uh, keep on file, but also where the data is stored.、And、one of the very specific parts of the law is that any personal data needs to be stored in country, where it cannot be stored in servers outside of China. And that's an issue that, of concern for any company that wants to be fully compliant with this new law. Also, there is a point of consent. Right, the law talk about if any personal information is taken, then that individual need to be aware with that. You need to have a sign, for example, on the street saying this is under the CCTV camera. Or if you ever scan a face, you need to tell the individual, okay, we are using this information, and this is how we protect that information, and and again prevent that from using by others. Right, so you know there is a there's been a lot about this online recently and in the news, and personally, I am when I'm talking to customers in in the Shanghai area, more and more companies are asking about this and they're trying to figure out how to how to be compliant with this. You know, many multinationals, their databases may not be、uh, in China; the databases may be in their home country, and they're trying to figure this out. So we had some ideas as well. And you had some things that you wanted to report、uh, from from the、um, that you've heard on in the field as well. Exactly, exactly. Maybe I start first. Interesting enough, in the past two weeks on the internet, there is a funny case. I will have to use the word funny because、uh, this is the the background is like this. It's in a company's、uh, office area. It's the office space.、Uh, the company put couple cameras on the ceiling. And one lady works for this company. Feels the camera is too close to her. For some reason, she doesn't feel safe. She doesn't feel comfortable with that. Then she put up an umbrella on top of her hat and work like that. I think she 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 has been doing that for quite long. Maybe for remember seven seventeen days. 
just has been doing like that. Then eventually the company start to confront that, saying, "Okay, this is not acceptable." Then the lady start to put the, the this case into the court, saying, "Okay,、uh, I believe this is invade invention of the personal information. My privacy is not protected well." Blah blah blah. Then eventually the result come out from the court. It's very interesting.、Uh, the court actually finally the judgment is saying. The company has the right to the footage of the company environment, of the office environment. So everything happened in the office floor. It's not really personal, and there is no evidence of that camera are spying on this lady only or abuse the information under that camera. Therefore,、mm. the case didn't stand. That's very interesting. That's very interesting because with this being a new law. Uh, nobody really knows how it's going to be implemented or how courts are going to react to that. So, based on this finding, is that at least CCTV footage is considered company property? And so, if you're working in the company environment in the company office, then that is not considered private space. Is basically what the court said. Exactly. So that answers a question from the PIPL. What is the personal information? Right, people are, keep asking this. So apparently, at least from this case, it shows that、uh, even that's your face, even that's your image. But as long as there's a consent, people know there's a camera there, <clears throat> and this is a company environment, then it's nothing too personal in that case. Okay. So just in the context of corporate security. You know, a couple questions that I've been coming up uh, against uh, from customer from talking to customers here in China or here in Shanghai, actually, it usually comes up in terms or in the context of so the new emerging cloud-based access control systems. So when we're talking about this with customers that are interested in cloud-based access control systems, where the database or the cloud server actually is outside of China, clients will ask about this, like how is that compliant with the local laws? And at the same time, as I mentioned before, companies that have databases in different countries, how they're how they're going to be compliant with that. So you and I talked about this a little bit. The way we understand it, that one way for companies to possibly consider this is to be mindful of what data they're actually keeping in their access control database, and to try to avoid what we're calling like very private information, like possibly like a private ID card. Or birthdays, or social number, social security number, ID, social security number,、um, and there possibly maybe other things like that. So,、right. how can companies deal with that? I mean, they could just have a, for example, what we call corporate information, like simply a name, department, department they work in, for example, the card to, number itself, their the access control card number, right. And if it's limited in scope like that. Then, based on what we're seeing so far, it is our opinion that that would likely not be an issue in terms of the authorities here in China. No, it shouldn't be. Even I think even a person's photo in the access control database, as long as that photo is used for prof- professional reasons, and、uh, it is really attached to the business card or it goes to the access control card,、uh, that's also fine. Only I think the only tricky part. Is the latest trend of having people's face scanned into the database, or some companies are using fingerprint? In that case, people will will really think harder on how to comply with with the、uh, law. 
But the, mm-hmm. the overall idea is when you collect those information, again, the consent need to be in place. You need to tell the employee, this is purely for security management reasons. And this is how we are going to protect this information. And this is where we keep that information. So as long as there's a consent, there's an ongoing audit, right? Like is the information safe? Is the, is the database really safe in your facility in, in China? As long as those are both ongoing, the consent plus the ongoing audit, I think you we can still work around that. Right. Um, and then in the security database, there could be a reference to an employee number and, yep. and all the very personal information can be actually located inside the HR database, which would be exactly. separate from security and more localized. Exactly. Another and aspect... Also- yeah, I'm also trying to, I think we're going to the same direction, the visitor management. For the visitors who come to you a facility, uh, also try to keep the minimum information at your server, at your local place. Uh, again, it's totally okay to record their phone number, to have their name, to have their, the reason of their visit, time in, time out. Those are all cool. But try not, again, try not to put down the, their ID card number, their ID card scan. Try not to uh, scan their face, of course. So those are important for visitor management purpose. And but most, if, but, yeah. Sorry, Leo, but most of the visitor management systems that we're seeing now in the market are actually scanning an ID card. Yeah, I think the scanning of ID cards, the reason is to pick up the ID card number other than save that ID card image. Uh, there's a well, technology that can be an issue. I mean, it can be, be an issue. We okay. don't know how that's going to impact yet. Right, right. I, I think at least when you apply that, uh, we call that ID card reader, uh, it will pick up directly from the chip instead of your ID card, your uh, China empl- uh, citizen ID card number. So that number will be recorded, therefore, in your database. Mm-hmm. And because of this reason, again, strongly suggest protect that information well, or maybe after a while you need to dispose that information and that that information should not go across the border. Or perhaps the um, visitor manager system can be a you know link to access control, but uh, segmentized and locally stored. And exactly. that will solve that problem too. Exactly. Come back to our uh, earlier question about uh, how about the cloud-based system. So, so only again, if the information stored on the cloud side are only the employee's name, department, title, uh, their ID card, sorry, their uh, access card number, then again, I think even cloud-based solutions are still okay with, with the new law. Yeah, and, and that being said, when we're talking to cloud access control manufacturers, more and more of them are showing the willingness to set up an incident, set up a database inside China as well as that market grows. Right. And how do you see, you know, recently in the news, we've seen issues where the government's cracking down on companies like DD and looking close closer at companies like WeChat. Do you think it has anything to do with this, the new cybersecurity law? Yeah, it has a lot. A lot I think for, for those major, bigger, giant players, it is totally a concern. But it, it can be also political. Uh, recently, we understand DD is, I think they have some major uh, stakeholder, IPO. right? And they have an IPO coming up, right? Right, they have one. Potentially, they are going to uh, exchange some information with the overseas stakeholder. So, so that's one, one of the reason. But n- no question, uh, the 
this is getting tougher and more tougher and tougher, and the government is being more strict on how how bigger companies uh, protect their information. Mm. I also read from the news that、uh, one or two months ago, like thirty nine applications app was forbidden to be used because of the the government or the authority. Somehow,、uh, come up with a conclusion that there is no proper protection for your personal information uploaded to that app. So there, therefore, the, those app you no longer can find that in any of the, the stores. So again, the trend is very clear.、Right. Uh, well, just yesterday、year. I saw in the news that WeChat ha- are not adding any new users yet on their platform until they figure this out. Right. Well, their official reason is they upgrade their server. <laughs> well, they're upgrading their security.、Uh, yeah, which、uh, that's pretty clear. Okay. You know, another aspect of the cybersecurity law, which is sort of related to the PIPL, is that companies need to appoint a sort of a responsible person or a person inside their company to as an oversight for these issues. So we'll be seeing that more as a trend. Now, most companies this probably will not be a dedicated person. Um, but it is good for security professionals to educate themselves on what this means because they they may be part of this effort internally in their company. Yeah, and also as a result,、uh, recently、um, more and more global、uh, corporate global enterprise companies, the MNC in in the old saying, they also start to evaluate the risks, cyber related risks, also information related risks. In their facility over the globe, China also be part of that.、Right. Uh, recently, we actually we were invited to put our service into a client to really evaluate their physical security system. Is there any cyber risk or cyber threat to their physical security systems?、Uh, who are the users?、Uh, how they access to those information?、Uh, how the whole program is managed from beginning design to the end、uh, maintenance? So this is also getting strong and、uh, clear that people are paying more attention、right. into the, the the information security. We should also state that although this is new in China, this is a trend that's going on around the world.、Uh, almost most companies are actually drafting laws or have laws on the books that are in some way related to this. Like the GDPR in, in Europe is obviously a famous case, but you know Singapore has a similar law. Um, many countries are building their own laws about this, and it seems that the trend is governments are looking closer at this, either in dictating how data is stored or where data is stored, and how that can, how that can be handled. And this trend looks like it will continue to evolve over time. Right, and it becomes a bigger and bigger challenge to the multinationals who operates in different countries, and they need to compliance at each country. So this become more and more an interesting topic to the security professionals. I wonder if the cloud sort of data data center providers would provide solutions where you can you know, dictate where certain data is stored, but databases can still access that for for specific processes. Yeah, also locations, right? You see the the bigger players uh, are all localized their、uh, data center. Yes. In each country. Well, we know that Microsoft and Google, for example, and Amazon have data centers, and at least in Asia, in every country. True. If not existing, they're building. That's for sure. Right. And as I mentioned, we do have webinars and cast from the past that we've done with lawyers, where we go deeper into the different elements of this law. But this definitely is a law that we'll continue to monitor and to keep an eye on.
it would probably be good also for companies to actually um, hire a lawyer or to consult with a lawyer on specifics of their applications to better understand how your specific situation and your specific data that you're holding, what risks might be available here and how you can possibly be more compliant with this. You know, right. Leo, one of the problems here is that the law is not very specific in, in many cases. It may be easy to <laughs> not be compliant in certain uh, cases, but the effort here is still important. And again, it's worthwhile to educate yourself and to learn more about this and how your own security practices might have an impact here. Exactly. And uh, in that situation, I will say, play it safe are, are actually a, a better suggestion, are, are our recommendations. Try, if something needs to be stayed on the premise, then do it. Right. Uh, do not try to, to go too techy or too trendy, then eventually you got caught. Or right. we got a, a client here in China. All other applications, their business-related applications are pushing to the cloud but they, they just want to keep the security and some of their uh, op- uh, applications locally on their facility just to, uh, again, to make sure all this will be compliant. Okay, well, that was good, Leo. Uh, we will continue to monitor this, as I mentioned, and, and share any data or share any findings that we see that can be practical use to companies. And again, this is not just for cloud-based applications, this is for on-premise applications as well, and something that we all have to keep an eye on. So, Leo, thank you again, and stay safe in Beijing, and uh, we'll continue to monitor this. Will do. Thank you, Ron. Talk later.